0: maybe it's a classic or maybe a flop has katie seen it she probably has not she'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad hey have you seen this no katie hasn't seen that hi i'm katie and if i had a nickel for every time someone said to me wait you haven't seen this movie oh my god you need to see this movie i'd be very rich so this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. Welcome back to another episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That. And before we dive in, sometimes you feel like a spoiler, and sometimes you don't. Be warned, there are spoilers in this episode. I'm trying out a new catchphrase. I'm trying it out. We're going to see how it goes. Um, If you hate it, let me know. If you love it, let me know as well. If you don't care, don't say anything at all. Actually, no, I'd rather, like, if you are just mediocre and you don't really care, I want to know. Just, like, type in the comments anywhere. I don't really care about the catchphrase. That is important feedback for me. Today, we are watching a movie entitled Magic Mike. Uh, I think it's about strippers. Yeah, I, hot stripper men. I think as a joke, once my sister said I should do Magic Mike for this podcast. I told my sister about Katie Hasn't Seen That. And I love my sister to pieces and she just does not really know anything about Twitch or my podcast or anything, but she gave me a couple of movie recommendations. She's like, you should do Magic Mike for Katie Hasn't Seen That. So I added it to the list and I decided it was time to watch Magic Mike. I don't even think she's seen Magic Mike. I think she was just like, I think Magic Mike would be a good idea for you to watch for your podcast. So here we are. We're watching Magic Mike today is a special shout out to my sister If it's good, I'm going to have to tell her to go watch Magic Mike. Life has been busy, y'all. I have just been balls to the wall with everything. I've got a lot of really cool projects coming up, and I'm very excited about it. I was reminded today that Katie hasn't seen that has been on hiatus for a while. It's just been busy. You know, Katie hasn't seen that is a passion project for me, and I want to make fun episodes for you all. So I don't want to just crank them out and have them be mediocre for you. So they've taken a little longer to land, but I'm hoping that this season has been good for you all and you're enjoying the episode so far. I have zero clue about Magic Mike. I know that there's like sexy dancing and I think shirtless times. There's a lot of actors in this that I didn't realize were in this. Obviously, Channing Tatum is in it. I feel like he's kind of iconically associated with Magic Mike for some reason. Is he Magic Mike? Is he the Mike of Magic Mike? I have no idea. I guess I'll find out. However, there is Joe Maganello, Matt Bomer, Matthew McConaughey. Let me see if there's other people I know in this lineup here. I think those are the ones that I recognize. There's someone named Alex Pettyfer, which he looks somewhat familiar, but I'm not sure. Have I seen this guy in anything? I have not, but his name looks familiar. However, there are a lot of actors in this that I recognize that I didn't know were in Magic Mike. Like Matthew McConaughey. I feel like I've seen things over time where I'm like, oh, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is in Magic Mike. That's different. Maybe he's Mike. Maybe he's the Magic Mike. Who is Magic and who is Mike? I don't know. I've been told as well that this movie is not just about sexy dancing. I feel like I've been told that there's a subplot or there, maybe it's the main plot. Maybe the sexy dancing is the subplot. And they're like, this will sell tickets, show shirtless men dancing, but we'll do this other plot to carry things along. I feel like there's crime. Are they undercover cops? Okay, this is my theory. Magic Mike is about sexy man dancing strippers who also decide to fight crime because maybe the place that they work at, there's some shady dealings going down. So they're deciding to fight back while sexually grinding on them poles. I think that that's that seems like a good idea. I think that that's potentially what Magic Mike is about. Obviously, we'll 100% report back to you, but that's what I'm going with for what I think Magic Mike is about. I feel like Magic Mike is super popular in the sense that they're making a third movie as I record this episode. Like in production right now, they are filming Magic Mike 3. I think there's also been some drama on the set with one of the actresses, so I don't really know. Does Magic Mike hang in the balance? We don't know, but I do know that the series has been successful enough to make three movies, including the first one. However, I could say that about a lot of movies, like they've made like 15 land before times. And so sometimes you got to go, when is enough enough? They could make 15 mummy movies. I would never have enough. Even the one that came out where they replaced Evie, the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor absolutely sucked, hated the movie. I think it would have been better if they just didn't recast Evie. I'd still watch it. You slap the mummy on anything. I'm going to see it. I even saw the Tom Cruise one. I hated it, but I saw it. You slap the mummy on anything, I will see it. So make 15 of those. I'll be happy, girl. Speaking of the mummy, I got excited when I saw the director of Magic Mike was Steven Soderbergh. I'm over here geeking out like, oh my gosh, the director of the mummy did this movie. I was mistaken. Uh, That is not the same director from the mummy. I had an accidental brain misfire here. Steven Summers is who directed The Mummy. So I was on a real high, high, and then I just kind of crashed down to a real low, low. However, I feel like I've heard Steven Soderbergh's name before. I'm not super familiar with what that person has done. However, it's not an unfamiliar name to me. So I'm curious how much this movie made because obviously enough to make more movies, apparently, there is an estimated budget for this film of $7 million, and then it grossed worldwide. $167,800,003. $167,800,003. Who was the person who like tipped that over to three? There's like just some guy or gal in Oklahoma seeing magic mic that just tipped it over to the $3. These are the things my brain thinks about. How about you? Let's see what the ratings are for this movie. Internet Movie Database is bringing this movie with a cool 6.1 out of 10. That's not great. That is not excellent. Uh, it's not bad, but also, when do I agree with anything? 79% on Rotten Tomato? Interesting. That one's interesting to me. 72% on Metacritic? Ho ho! Well, wait, this is a whammy. This is a whammy right here. 71% of Google users like this movie. Where is my consistent 86%? 71? That's a pretty steep drop. Google users, what's wrong with Magic Mike? I got to find out. So without further ado, Google users have got these gears turning. Why, Google, only 71%? Watch this be the movie that I give a 10 out of 10. You watch. What if this is? What if this is the one? I don't know. I guess you'll have to stick around and find out. I better go watch Magic Mike, and then I'm going to let you all know what I think. Well, I did it. I watched Magic Mike. It was a movie and there was a lot of stuff in it. It was an hour and 50 minutes. Did I mention that before? So I sat down. I started this movie at 10 p.m. I was actually kind of excited to watch this because I was like, oh, snap. Mark and I have kind of talked about this movie in a meme way for a long time. So I was like, all right, we're finally doing it. We're watching Magic Mike. I'm interested to talk about it, and then hopefully you can give me feedback. I want to know if you've seen Magic Mike, and I want to know if you liked it. But I guess before you can tell me, I have to tell you what I thought about Magic Mike. And let's just start with a synopsis, thanks to Rotten Tomatoes. By day, Mike, played by Channing Tatum, makes end meat any way he can. Handyman jobs, detailing cars, or designing furniture. But Nighttime is when Mike really gets to display his many talents. (laughs) I can't even read that with a straight face. He's the hot headliner in an all-male review. Mike sees potential in a 19-year-old he dubs The Kid, played by Alex Pettifer. Takes the teen under his wing and instructs him in the tricks of the trade. However, Mike learns there's a downside to the stripper lifestyle when it threatens his romance with the kid's sister. Okay, I've watched this movie. This is not at all the description I would give this movie at all, because I don't know about you, but when I was watching this, the romance between Channing Tatum's character, Magic Mike, and Brooke didn't seem like the forefront. Perhaps I'm wrong about that. Maybe as I talk about it more, it'll click. I don't know about that. So I watched this movie with Mark, my husband, and we both sat down about 10 p.m. And I knew this movie was going to be over about midnight. So we sat down, we started watching Magic Mike, immediately greeted with Channing Tatum's man butt. So you know how I feel about that man butt in movies. There's also some boob. There's some Olivia Munn boob. So, you know, they kind of balanced it out a teeny bit. Uh, there was some full, not it wasn't full frontal. There was like a penis pump in this movie, which could have been just special effects mind you, which is fine. It doesn't need, I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I'm trying to say is there was some nudity in it, but it wasn't as intense of nudity as I thought this movie would be. It's a stripper movie, right? Actually, I didn't think it was a stripper movie. I didn't think the kind of dancing that they did in this was necessarily stripping, but I guess stripping is when you take your clothes off and dance. So I guess you don't need to be like fully naked. Maybe they, oh, they did get fully naked. They just didn't show it. I don't know why I'm analyzing this now. I'm a little confused. But yeah, this movie just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Which not to say that I was like, yeah, let's get all the men on stage taking their clothes off. Like, that's not what I mean. This movie just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. We start meeting Mike and apparently he's magic. You know, he's working his day job after having a threesome, obviously. The movie kind of starts off in a way that feels like an indie movie. The way that it's shot, the dialogue, it just has a heavy indie movie feel. The cuts between scenes. And I was like, this is like a fairly big budget film. Also, Steven Soderbergh did this film, which remember in the intro that you heard literally a few seconds ago, I was like, I thought it was the guy who did The Mummy. Apparently, Mark was telling me, I must have looked up the wrong list of things about this director, but I've seen stuff that he has produced, like Ocean's 8. And he's done movies like directed movies such as Ocean's Eleven, Aaron Brockovich, Contagion, Ocean's 13, The Informant. Uh, Apparently Magic Mike got in there too. I just, I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen some of his movies. I never liked the Ocean's movies because I don't like heist films. Just me and heist films don't match. The only kind of pseudo heist films I enjoy are by Guy Ritchie. None of the others. I just don't like them. I just don't like them. The Italian Job was okay, but it's only because Seth Green was in it and he played the hacker person, and so was uh, what's his name, Mark Wahlberg and Jason Statham. I honestly thought it was Breckin Meyer, and then I looked up the movie and I was like, oh, Breckin Meyer's not in this. But I know that Seth Green and Breckin have done a lot of films. I'm going on a tangent. I didn't personally enjoy a lot of Steven Soderbergh's movies. Not to say that they're not a talented director. It's just their their movies are not normally for me. So Magic Mike felt like an indie film, which I just thought was an interesting choice. And I mean, if you've watched indie films or you, you know, were in that early 2000s era movies, such as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I'm like, is that even an indie film? It's got Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey in it, yet it's somehow viewed as like an indie darling movie. no. So maybe I should rephrase that. Movies like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Lost in Translation, this movie had that same feel. And I'm now having this crisis of wondering why those are considered like more indie movies. But I think the right word might be hipster movies. Like Juno or 500 Days of Summer, Brick, uh, Donnie Darko. Like I just kind of feel like in my brain this whole time, I've been like, those are like indie films. They're not. Jake Gyllenhaal is in Donnie Darko. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel are in 500 Days of Summer. I'm just saying, I guess my whole idea of what an indie film has just shifted completely. So yeah, Magic Mike felt like an indie movie, but it felt less like an indie movie the more that they went through it. Essentially, They start off the movie, Magic Mike is working a job, roofing houses, meets a new character that's the young 19-year-old played by Alex Pettifer named Adam. So we meet Adam. Somehow they run into each other later, which was odd because we take some time and we get to know Adam and we follow his story a little bit. But the whole setup to this movie just weirdly feels like real life. I mean, the conversations the writing a bit did seem very, like, realistic. So I guess kudos to that. Some of the acting not so great. I will say I think the person is probably a wonderful person, but um Cody Horn, I think is the actress's name, she played Brooke. It just it was an odd performance from her, so I kind of like got taken out of it a bit when I was watching it. But she had moments. She had moments where I was like, "Oh, like when she went to the strip club." exquisite or whatever the place was called to kind of confront her brother to be like what are you doing and she was having that like moment of watching magic mike perform and going with oh do i kind of like this but also disapproving i will say her face in that scene was pretty a plus like she did a good job with that So we get all this set up and essentially Adam and Magic Mike meet up. I mean, his name is Mike. I'm just going to keep calling him Magic Mike, though, because that's his thing. They meet at like a bar after Adam kind of gets slighted by Brooke's boyfriend when they go out to dinner. I don't know how they came to run into each other. I don't know if it was just a coincidence or I just wasn't paying attention or I was taking a note or something. But then they go into this club and in a way, Mike uses Adam as like a wingman to get people to come to the strip club, which is called Exquisite. But this whole time, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, that whole time, you don't know what's going on, and it's just weird. And Mike sends Adam over to go talk to these two girls. One of them has a crown on, and it's her, like, 21st birthday. And there is one line that I didn't appreciate in this movie that said, from Mike, look at what she's wearing. She came here to be bothered. I mean, I've heard worse in movies. It just stuck out to me as a little bit, no. Nuh-uh, okay. But moving on from that, Adam goes over and they kind of wingman them to come to Exquisite, which is the strip club, I guess, where Magic Mike and his friends or other co-strippers perform. I will say, though, when they are doing this, Mike comes over with drinks and these two girls just take the drinks off of Mike. And this had me go down a whole rabbit hole in my head because I went to school and got my degree in psychology. One of the things we talked about is that When someone is attractive, a.k.a. Channing Tatum, people are more willing to excuse bad behavior or odd situations because they're like, oh, he's attractive. I can trust him or I want them to like me, even though those people who are, quote, unquote, attractive can be vile, awful human beings. It's a really interesting phenomenon. And just to do a quick synopsis of it, it's called the halo effect this is from Psychology Today, which is one of my favorite publications of all time. Like when I was in school and even after school, this is one of the magazines that I always enjoyed getting. And I trust the information that they put out there based upon psychological issues or topics. So that's my like usual go-to. But they have a quick definition of what the halo effect is. The halo effect is a cognitive bias that occurs when an initial positive judgment about a person unconsciously colors the perception of the individual as a whole. When forming a first impression, observing an initial attractive feature, perhaps beauty or strength, can make that person appealing, making it difficult to revise that impression based on new or opposing information. For example, an attractive individual may be perceived as interesting, ambitious, or funny, whether or not that assessment is warranted. Or trusting someone who just brings shots randomly from the other side of the bar and then you're just going to take them. Just a thought, okay. That scene specifically just got my brain turning. And so I started like taking notes on that. I'm like, okay, Katie, let's move on from it. It was like a snapshot in the movie. But nonetheless, it's a great example of the halo effect. I did appreciate the humor in this movie. There were some really well-placed jokes that actually made me laugh out loud, which again is kind of hard to do. Sometimes I'll watch a full comedy that is like, this is a comedy and I'll just not laugh very much. But this movie actually made me laugh out loud a couple times. So I did appreciate some of the writing in this. I thought it had clearly a talented individual who could convey things in a very realistic way. And then the actor's delivery obviously helped. But we finally get to Exquisite where Matthew McConaughey, it's like his prized baby. Like the whole movie, he's trying to open up a second location or a new location in Miami. So Exquisite is run by Matthew McConaughey, who in this movie says, all right, all right, all right, a lot. And I was just like, he's leaning into it at this point. The movie from this point forward has a decent amount of shirtless men dancing on stage. But here's the thing. There was not as much, quote unquote, stripping or performances that I had thought they would be. They kind of just turned into montages. I was watching and I was like, the time it would take to set this up, to get all the extras in there have to have them do all their costume changes, do all these stunts or choreographed things. And if they messed up, they'd have to do it over. Like, I was just thinking logistically how exhausting a day filming some of those montages would be. But they did it. I just was surprised at how few of them they were. Like, this movie just seemed like it was going to be nonstop dance, dance, strip, strip. And it was just not, which is fine. Like, again, I feel like I need to preface. I'm not sitting here like, "Mm, give me more. I just was saying this movie was billed almost as and controversial because it's like, ooh, sexy men dancing. But it was really not the meat of the movie. And I regret that I said meat, but it kind of works with this. So I'm owning it. Mike and Adam show up and... Adam, oh, he got fired, by the way, because he was doing the roofing job and he got accused of stealing a Pepsi or something. So he got fired. So Mike kind of takes him under his wing, like the description says, and brings him in. And he's like helping with props and stuff for the show. And then one of the other strippers passes out because he took too much of like that. There was like a guy. okay, it was Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias. He was in this and he played like the DJ, but also I think the drug dealer. And he had like a plastic Poland Springs bottle filled with some sort of liquid. That was the thing, too. He's 19, Adam was. And so he was underage drinking a lot. And they were kind of encouraging that a little bit, which kind of plays into issues later on. But one of the other strippers took too much of the weird mystery juice. And then because that other stripper passed out, Adam had to go on stage and perform. And then he's just taking his clothes off. And then he starts kissing that girl who has like, I'm the 21 year old. But it went well, and he took a risk, and it paid off. So now he's a stripper now. And then that kind of sets in motion the rest of the movie. But there's not much that happens. There's kind of a little bit of Mike pseudo-flirting with Brooke, Adam's sister. Adam's getting into drugs now for some reason, because one of the other strippers gave him drugs at one party when they found out. They are going to Miami, which I'm wondering if that's the sequel. (laughs) Is that the setup for the sequel? Which is odd, because at the end of the movie, it seemed like Mike was driving away from all of this, and he's going to not go to Miami. And then I'm like, but there's a sequel. Did he go to Miami? And I'm like, damn it. I kind of want to know what happens. But once they get the approval that they are going forward with Miami and opening up a club there, Adam just kind of gets into drugs now. And also, Mike is a little bit upset with Matthew McConaughey who runs this strip club, I can't remember the character's name, but he runs the strip club and he's kind of like buddy-buddy with Mike. Mike was doing like accounting stuff for him and I think he was going to get a higher split. But then all of a sudden, Adam's getting a split now. So there was like a weird little jostle between them, but it didn't really quite make sense to me. And Mike was upset with Matthew McConaughey, but then he was getting drunk with Adam and then Adam had like too much to drink and or drugs. And then he was found laying on the floor with vomit coming out of his mouth by his sister. There was just a lot of weird stuff that happened in the second half of the movie that even I can't fully explain. And I feel like I was watching this movie. Like, I wasn't distracted. I was, like, watching this movie, and I was like, did I miss, like, one line or one thing that would have explained this? And that's to say, they were a lot of actors in the back. There was Joe Maganello, Matt Bomer, like, a lot of other people in this, and they were not featured very much. They were a part of like the dancing sequences, but their characters were virtually not really a part of this besides like the initial introduction of what the place was. And I thought that was interesting. It was mostly just Adam, Brooke, Mike, and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> what was Matthew McConaughey's character's name? Dallas. I feel like I should remember that. Should be pretty easy, but I did not. There's also this whole sequence where they're practicing in front of a mirror. And I'm like, where are they? Where are they practicing at right now? And they were teaching Adam how to, like, get into it. And I was just sitting there like, where are they? And they never really explained that. But they found a nice gym or studio to practice their grinding. So that's good for them. We also get to the point where Brooke, who's dating someone else, is kind of getting feelings for Mike, I think. And I think vice versa. But Mike is kind of also hanging out with Olivia Munn's character kind of doing the whole friends with benefits thing, but she never calls him. And then he finds out later on that she has a fiance. And essentially he is just the side chick, but he finds out while she's out with her fiance and her fiance's like, oh, well clearly you two have a lot to talk about. And he went to the bathroom and I was like, wouldn't he be so pissed and be like, we're getting unfianced because you were sleeping with magic Mike, but literally the most chill fiance ever. Apparently. So at the end of the movie, they eventually do get together, which good for them. But it also didn't really make too much sense to me. It didn't feel like that's what the movie was building up to. But apparently it was. We also get to see Adam's downfall. Mike and Adam go to a sorority to do like a stripper time cop thing. Clearly, I know a lot about strippers because I'm really good at describing these scenarios. and adam just gives you know molly or ecstasy or something to one of the girls he's dancing on so a frat boy comes over and is like did you give my girl drugs and then there's like a huge aggressive stripper or frat boy fight and then they get out of there there just doesn't seem like there's a lot of consequences for for adam's actions and like that's another thing where i'm like do i need to watch the second movie now cuz i need to know like were there consequences for adam's actions The drug stuff got real, but it felt so out of place in this movie. It didn't feel like the seriousness of that was really built into well. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh uh-oh, Adam's going too hard into this lifestyle where he's drinking and doing drugs and all of that. So I just kind of felt like the movie just had a weird flow sometimes. And since there was not a lot of substance to this film, I feel like there's not much to talk about. I'm going to say this, and I didn't think that I would be saying this about Magic Mike of all movies. This movie is kind of boring at more than one time. It's not super interesting. And I feel like the intermittent performances kind of peppered in don't help support the rest of the fluff or the storyline that is being pushed at the time. I feel like the movie lost a lot of steam in the second half. And I was just watching this like, okay, I'm like ready for this to be done. Didn't need to be an hour and 50 minutes. Not that I expected it to be something that was life-changing or only a stripper fest. I just felt like there was not a lot of substance to this movie. Or the substance got missed on me when they introduced Adam's drug habits and just... That took away from Mike's storyline, which I think I'd almost prefer to just have seen Mike's storyline without Adam. Like Mike's dream was that he was saving up to start making furniture for people. And there's just I was more interested in that and maybe that developing more than kind of some of this like side stuff that was pushed into it, but also I guess it was a main plot point. Adam was a main plot point. I just wish there was more of Mike's character explored because I feel like there was some depth there that got pushed aside in favor of this like dramatic storyline with Adam, which boy, I guess honestly is kind of like real life sometimes. Sometimes the main plot points get pushed aside for some bullshit and that may have just been what the movie was trying to convey. Also, just the speed in which all of this took place. This took place over three months. Adam went full drug dealer drinking dude in literally three months. And I guess when you live in that hard, fast lifestyle, anything can happen. It was just a little shocking to me by the end. I was like, this was only a three-month time span? I was ready for it to be over, though. Okay. And no disrespect. Magic Mike was not great. There was a lot of air humping, a lot of face humping. The performances were pretty impressive, to be honest. There is skill and strength involved in some of the things they were doing. Some of the times I was going, oh, my God, like while I was watching. And I, I've never, you know, here's a confession. I've never been to a show like this. And I was like, how would I deal with like, a show like this if I was there in person? And I would probably be that person going like, oh, my God, what's going on? Oh, my God. Because, you know, I'd keep my cool, but I have to admit the way the dance numbers, the choreography, the props, the costuming, all of that was great. Like, it's obviously a lot of work. It's hard to do that kind of job. And I did appreciate those scenes in this movie, not only because there's like beautiful men doing it, but because I know how much hard work that takes. I can appreciate where this movie's coming from, from a story perspective. It's about somebody trying to make something of themselves and doing what they need to do to get there and not being ashamed of that. And I can very much appreciate that. I just don't think that it was fully tied together neatly in a bow. Not that it needed to be. It just felt a little bit rushed in places, super slow in others. And then there are storylines that I'm like, what the hell, Adam? I just really didn't like Adam. I think that was it. I just didn't like Adam and I feel like his character wasn't endearing. He just kind of got this opportunity and then he kind of screwed his friend over and Mike deserves to make furniture if he wants. So that's my takeaway. So what do I give this movie? I give Magic Mike four out of 10 face air humps because boy, oh boy, were there a lot of those. (laughs) If you've seen Magic Mike, did you like this movie? Is it one that you're like, every year I have an annual Magic Mike watch party. I watch it with myself. Sometimes I have friends over. Or do you just like, no, I saw this movie once. I don't need to see it again. Do I need to see the sequel? Also, apparently they're making a third one. This movie clearly hit with some people. And I'm curious as to why. I viewed this movie in more of an analytical level probably than most people would. I would never have watched this movie just because. It was more fun to talk about, I think, and speculate about what this movie was than actually seeing it. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, Mark and I can't make that joke anymore, where we would be like, let's watch Magic Mike tonight if we couldn't think of a movie. I guess we could, but now I know what happens, you know? So I'm not angry. I'm a little disappointed y'all made me watch Magic Mike. (laughs) I guess not really. It It was fine. It was a fine movie. I can appreciate some aspects of it, but I always try to find some things that I do enjoy about movies. But let's talk trivia, because I actually really like looking up trivia about these movies and seeing some of the things that maybe we don't catch when we watch it ourselves or stuff you wouldn't know otherwise. Apparently, this movie is loosely based on Channing Tatum's experience as a male exotic dancer before hitting it as a big time movie star. Respect. I can understand that. But that's just an interesting fact to know that this movie is loosely based on Channing Tatum's life. By reading the trivia, I've already gotten a spoiler for the next film. So I got one of my questions answered, but I won't say that to you in case you want to now watch Magic Mike 2. Speaking of some of those scenes, the performances that they did and I talked about earlier, it says, according to the actors and filmmakers, the female extras during the strip club sequences were not acting in all their real reactions. And I kind of love that. I didn't know this at all, but the word fuck was apparently said 150 times in the film. I didn't even really notice that it was said. I don't know if that says more about me or the movie. And last but not least, allegedly Channing Tatum and Adam Pettifer did not get along on set. That's just a little tea I'm going to leave. That's just a little tea we'll leave on. Greetings one and all. I'm back with comments from you. And totally, this is not the first time I've spoken today. Spoiler alert, this is in fact me talking for the first time today. Hi, how is everybody? We're hot off the episode of American Psycho, and today you just listened to the episode on Magic Mike. Uh, <laughs> I Yes, I missed Magic Mike in my lifetime, and now I have not. And boy, oh boy, did I watch that movie. Okay, let's talk about some comments from all of you on American Psycho. Coming from YouTube. This is from Buffalo Warrior 35 who said, Awesome review as always, Katie. I haven't seen it yet, but it is on my very long list of movies to watch. Your review has convinced me to watch it soon. As always, keep up the great work, and I look forward to the next episode. Take care. Thank you, Buffalo. I appreciate you tons. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the season, and I hope that when you watch this movie, you tell me what you think, because it was very different than I expected it to be. So, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode on Magic Mike. <laughs> I was also surprised because there was a lot of you who haven't seen this movie either. And it made me feel less alone. Like Keller Ax on Twitter who said, I actually haven't seen this. I put it on my two watch list on HBO Max. Which if you have HBO Max in November 2022, you probably can watch American Psycho. That's where I watched it. So I don't know if you like horror and slashers and business cards, definitely give this one a watch. I also had a comment from Rallivan who said, this is one of my daughter's favorite movies. I'm definitely curious how you liked it. Hopefully the episode lived up to expectation. I didn't let your daughter down <laughs> and that you enjoyed the journey that is American Psycho. I am glad I watched that one. I feel like overall, Katie hasn't seen that it has been great because I can now like participate in the dialogue of such popular movies. And I'm like, I know what you're talking about. And the more movies I watch, The less Katie hasn't seen that, but also the more Katie gets that joke. So that's pretty great for me. Let me know what you all think of Magic Mike. Uh, I had thoughts. Isn't that the case? But please tell me what you thought about Magic Mike. Have you seen it? How were the body rolls for you? What about the plot? Please, I'm going to be scouring my Discord, my Twitter, my YouTube. Tell me your thoughts. I want to know how you perceive Magic Mike, and did you like it? Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all very soon. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash If you'd like to support the podcast and buy me a coffee to fuel my reviews, you can over on ko at www.ko-fi.com slash Plays. You can join my Discord to discuss the movies I review with other Katie Hasn't Seen That fans by visiting discordapp.com slash invite slash Plays. If you enjoy Katie Hasn't Seen That, please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps others find the show. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at Play Katie Play and on Instagram and YouTube at Katie Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network.